This is the Niles Energy Podcast, episode 437, How to Handle an Interrupting Examiner. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection. And we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Find out why our strategies are the most powerful in the IELTS world and get your free video masterclass at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. Now let's get to the show. Today we talk about a student's experience in IELTS Speaking Part 3 with an examiner who scoldingly interrupted her and threw her off her performance. Find out how to deal with this situation and still succeed. What's going on, Jessica? Oh, hi. I don't know. I just, I'm just laughing because, you know, because that's always good to do. IELTS is funny sometimes. I mean, we have to laugh, right? It can't right. all be serious. Like, we got to relax sometimes. So, in, um, in our other, uh, course, you guys, we have a listening course and we're inviting students at right now as we record this, where they're organizing their visas. They're going to come on a Boston mm. adventure with yes. Lindsay. But anyway, yes. I was interviewing interviewing one of them yesterday. Um, and I asked her her philosophy on life. And she said, every day without a smile or laugh is a wasted day. I, just, <laughs> That's awesome. I really like that. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> love that. Such a good attitude. Love it. Love it. It's fantastic. So that's an example of a fantastic attitude. But today we're going to talk about um, one student's experience on the exam with an examiner who did not have a fantastic attitude. Like this story, um, I guess it, it should, I wish it surprised me, but it doesn't. So hopefully guys, you don't face an examiner like this. That sounds very dire, but okay. Oh boy. Well, let's just tell them what happened. Let's explain. Maybe I, should I read the question? Should we do it that way? And then we'll see what happened here. Okay. So let's just go through this whole post and then we'll talk about it. Okay, so here's the student's question. And again, the student is in our course here, so she's able to ask this question and get a response real quickly here in our Facebook group. So here's the question. Dear All and Jessica Beck, what do you think would be the answer of this? What do you think elder people needs to remember? What do you think older or elder people need to remember? Speaking part three question. This question seems so general that I begged the pardon just to get a clue that in which direction I needed to go. Okay. Anyhow since previous questions were related to childhood memories, I started to speak and I started to say the following. I think older, sorry, I think older people need to remember good memories. And she cut me off right there saying, no, Mm. not the old people, sort of scolding. So I changed the direction of what I was saying. And I said, they need to remember their responsibilities and duties. Mm. I mean, she still said elders people, right? Yeah. So she corrected her again. She corrected me again saying, don't you think they need to remember their glasses, car keys, cell phone? Oh my God. How could I figure that out? In my last speaking, I had an eight, but this time I just didn't know how to make this one happy. Her gestures for this question were not satisfying or satisfied. I had had a wonderful part two and uh, one though. 
Okay. Oh gosh, that's so hard. That breaks my heart. So like this question is super general. There are so many different ways you could answer it. And that really makes me mad that the examiner is taking this narrow perspective and like cutting her off mid answer, not just once, but twice. So that's the first thing that the examiner should not do, right? So maybe there is a way that I would answer it that is not what you're thinking of. But I have to keep an open mind. If I'm asking you these questions, I have to keep an open mind and be like, this is a general question. That's not what I would have thought of, but nonetheless, it still answers it. Like, mm. I I honestly would have thought the same thing as that examiner. Like, I, I would have gone in that direction. Like, they need to remember their medication and their doctor's appointments or something. Um, but I actually um. like the students take on it even more. They need to remember their their uh, their childhood memories so they have good memory. Like, I, I love that answer. Yeah. It seems to me like the the way that this student went would would make it easier to 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 go deeper, a little bit deeper, say a few more things, yeah, right? But give true. a few more sentences because it's more abstract. There's more to say there. Exactly. Um, but before, so was the examiner actually supposed to do this? Supposed to interject and kind of push the student in one direction or another? Definitely not. Definitely okay. not. So um, the only time that the examiner should do that is if you are completely off topic and it is obvious that you did not understand the question, right? right so right. that's not the case here. Um, uh, so for for example, it, so take this question, right? What do you think elder people need to remember? Um, and then the students start saying, well, when I get up in the morning, I have to remember um, what my first class is if I have homework, right? Like that's completely the she definitely misunderstood the question at in that case the examiner would have to say no no what do older people right maybe re and that's another thing the examiner should do is if they think it's misunderstood they should rephrase it because my it's not a listening test right the goal is to get you to talk so the examiner's not allowing that to happen which is which is very negative. She's not doing her job. I don't know why I assume it's a girl. Oh, wait, did she say she? Yeah, okay. So it was a woman examiner. Um, And then the, uh, so that part is not good, obviously. Like interrupting and um, scolding, like coming across as judgy, like that's really bad. But also the way that she corrected her again was like, don't you think they need to remember their glasses, car keys, cell phone? Like the examiner is just giving her the answer and the examiner should never do that. Like she shouldn't provide the language to you to give you the answer that's in her own head. Hello, wonderful IELTS candidates. If you would like to know exactly what happens on the speaking exam and what the examiner needs to see in IELTS speaking and writing, check out our course now, The Three Keys IELTS Success System. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash K-E-Y-S. Yeah. So here's a question. I mean, this sounds like I'm not sure how often this kind of thing happens, but if a student ends up in this situation and the student feels like the the examiner is interrupting like this actually messed up her score, should she actually go to an administrator and ask to take it again and just talk about what happened? What do you think, Jessica? 
I don't think that's enough to get a retest. Uh Um, I think it does depend on the administrator. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of administrators would say that because the administrators are not examiners, right? They don't know. They don't have the examiner training. They don't know exactly what examiners are supposed to do. So Mm -hmm. I think most of them would just say like, you know, just wait to see your score. And if you don't mm-hmm. agree with it, you can ask for a remark, which remark. Mm-hmm. unfortunately like that is so expensive and you can't just get a remark for one section. Like you have to get all of your scores remarked. Um, and I, I don't recommend doing that guys. Um, mm-hmm. so for this student, I mean, that's a terrible experience and I really hope that none of you have to face that. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. But, you know, hopefully it was still enough to get the score she needed. Maybe maybe the examiner was having a bad day. We've talked about that before. And, like, mm-hmm. she's not mad at the student. She's just mad at the day. Um, and hopefully she would be able to look beyond that and still give her the score she deserves. So, you know, well, I guess we'll have to wait and see for the scores. But yeah. uh, that just – that experience makes me so sad. <laughs> oh, I know, especially when the examiner shouldn't be doing that. I mean – But I'm glad to hear that she had a good speaking part one and part two. And I'm sure that happened because she'd gone through our course and she understood what to do. But it's important. I think it's important for our listeners to understand like what the examiner should be doing and shouldn't be doing, you know? Yeah. So if you, I mean, on these episodes, you know exactly what to expect from the examiner. In, In our course, you learn more completely exactly what to expect, what happens on the speaking exam, what the examiner is listening for. Um, so being armed with that knowledge, I think if you if you feel that the examiner has stepped beyond their duties in some way and has inhibited your ability to perform, um, then yeah, I would tell the administrator and just hope for the best. Maybe maybe the administrator would listen to the recording, um, recognize the mistake, and allow you to retest. Who knows? But it's not going to hurt to ask. Exactly. Exactly. It's not like they're going to bring your score down just because you asked the question. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, yeah. that's their job. That's what they're there yeah. for. So yeah, don't don't be embarrassed to uh, speak up about something like that. And at the very least, the administrator would be required to talk to the examiner about this behavior. Um, and then the examiner wouldn't do that to anyone else. So maybe you would be saving other candidates if you are the person to be brave enough to step up. Exactly. Exactly. It's very possible. Any final advice we can offer this particular listener or our other listeners who are in a situation like this? So I feel like if this happens um, and you, it does appear that the examiner is in a bad mood or like unhappy with you or something, I would honestly apologize because I would do anything to get on the on the right side of things again. Mm. And no, that's not your fault. I see that. But maybe just say a phrase like, Forgive me. Uh, it seems like I misunderstood your question. Um, mm-hmm. Do you mean blah, blah, blah? Like, just sort of talk mm-hmm. through it, right? Um, so have that polite, respectful initial apology, like, forgive me. I'm sorry. Uh, the, I'm, you know, and then explain what's happening. I think I misunderstood. Um, yeah. Could you rephrase that? Something like that, just to just to get on the right track again, because it seems like It got on the wrong track with the first interruption. And then with the continued interruptions of the examiner, there was no opportunity to to correct it. Um, So I think I would take try and take control of the situation and just recognize that there's a misunderstanding on either side, clarify and then offer another answer. 
I love that. I know this is only someone that you need to get along with for 15 minutes <laughs> during exactly. your speaking test. And so obviously, I like what you said, Jessica, like take the humble perspective, be polite. I mean, it's, even if it kind of makes you angry, if the examiner is right. doing something wrong, don't don't like let that don't go with that. You know what I mean? Just be exactly. communicative. It's more important that you get the right score and then you won't see the person ever again. Right? Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> you only have to do this. And this is what, like two seconds out of your life to apologize, even if you you shouldn't. And, yep. you know, like, why right. are you doing this? You're doing this to get a better score. Right. So and right. I think I think doing this would also humble the examiner to some extent, because the examiner would sort of be like, oh, yeah, OK, you're right. And then sort of <laughs> be able to move on. Right. Just yeah. correct it and move on. Yeah. I love that. Such a such a good point. Yeah. Good. So thank you to the student in our course who posted this question again. Sorry you had to deal with it. And we hope that no one else does have to deal with this kind yeah. of situation. Yeah. But now you know what to do. So um, you got it. <laughs> yeah, we will respond to her right away after recording today. And um, as we do to all the students in our closed Facebook group. So yeah, thank you. Thanks for posting that. Yeah, exactly, guys. And again, we go through the very specific things to expect from the examiner in our course, right? We tell you exactly mm -hmm. what the examiner is looking for, what the examiner is going to do. So you go in that day and there are no surprises. And that is stuff that you really don't get as fully on this podcast, right? We go through it very step by step in the course. So to get into the course now, go over to allearsenglish.com forward slash K-E-Y-S. Very there cool. There you go. Awesome, nice. awesome. Nice. <laughs> All right. Okay, we're out of here for today. We'll be, we'll be back soon. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Talk to you All later, right. Lindsay. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon.